This episode is brought to you by Lipson. Planning to start a podcast? Look no further than Lipson. Lipson is one of the biggest feature-rich podcast hosting platforms in the world. Lipson is IAB certified, offers many hosting plans, and you can start for as low as $5 a month. Aspiring podcasters who listen to the show radio can get one month free by using the promo code TSR. Use promo code TSR at checkout to get one month free. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show. It's episode 653 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Daniela, here we are. Happy New Year 2024. What is going on with you? Let's catch up a little bit before we get into the dev, uh, the digital thing that we saw from Xbox 2024, and we're looking forward to talking about that. How are you? I am good. I just, I was just thinking, I'm like, I don't think we did any video for 2023. I don't think so. so like nobody sees this metal hardware <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> that no. I've been like living through for the past year and I still have one more year of it. Okay. But yeah, I mean, the holidays, the holidays were a whirlwind of like nonstop, which is like a blessing. And at the same time, so incredibly exhausting. I think I took like nine or 10 days off from work. And literally the day before I had to return back to work was the only day that I had nothing to do. I had nowhere to be. I didn't have to prep cooking. I didn't have a barbecue or a dinner or anything to, to like go to. And it was like the most beautiful day out of all of it. I mean, well, I got sick, nice which was crazy. To, yeah, we, we I mean, we obviously it doesn't snow here. It just rains a lot, which is what we've been having a lot. Our winter is just rain. And like California is definitely feeling that that weather coming towards them now. So we still have rain. It, it We did have a very cold chill, which Hawaii's definition of cold is very different from yours. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. Because I'm sure you're cold. I am cold right now, but like we're working it out. Freezing death to us yeah and our cold is probably nice and warm what do, yeah, what do you that, have right now 50 60 like yeah it dips into the low 60s high 50s there no <laughs> 50s and 60s that is like listen that is heaven right now if we can get that kind of weather but uh but yeah i think i think this year has been very interesting i mean i caught the flu at the top of the year and recovered from that you know the 19th was my birthday so had a good time celebrating that and and here we are you know we got some news uh, you know towards the end uh, of this conversation definitely want to catch up with you a little bit as far as games are concerned right we're still excited for games and we're looking forward for you know whatever 2024 has to offer us but this uh dev direct 2024 uh, there was a lot in there. I was surprised that I enjoyed a good portion of it. I would say, you know, 90% of it I enjoyed. You know, I stayed checked in. Uh, so what did you like? I, I mean, we can talk. We can go down the list. Avowed was definitely one that was interesting. What did you think about Avowed by way of reactions? Uh, what did you like about that? The concept of it, you know, your typical RPG, they're doing their own little spin on it. I thought it looked really cool. But the... I like the games that they showed, but the, my problem is because I cannot play first person. Avowed was in there, so I couldn't watch a lot of the gameplay, sadly. Um, but the glimpses that I dared to take um, has such a beautiful world that they are creating. And every single time, um, this goes for Avowed, this goes for any game that's currently in development, especially the ones that they um, they showcased. 
I am always blown away by our, the advances of our technology, about what we are presenting, these worlds that these developers are creating for us to experience, for us to live in, for us to just see is beautiful. And so it's just like all of the games did that. Um, Avowed was definitely like like in there in the, in the environments that they're creating and even the details that they went into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wish it's just one of those games I am going to wish I could play, but I can't because I can't like unless there's something in there, like, you know, comes out on PC or something that right. uh, somebody creates a mod so that I can play it in third person. That'd be wonderful. But yeah, that's that's the sad thing about being me is I can't play first person games. And sadly, that goes for Indiana Jones, too, which is like a, we're going to hit that in a little bit. Yeah, and that looks really, really good. So about, of course, for me, RPGs are uh, something I appreciate from afar. I don't think I've really enjoyed any other RPGs besides what I usually play on a regular basis when it comes to like the shooter genre that is considered, you know, somewhat of an RPG now because of the looter shooter, you know, the the destinies, the warframes and all the things that we really talk about. Even Division, I'm about to play again uh, tomorrow. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later. But those are the games that I really enjoy. And I know that there's games that you enjoy when it comes to the RPG, RPG genre, which is a little bit different than, than what I like. But my thing was, you know, I try to be uh, the person that just appreciates the hard work that the devs are actually doing uh, when it comes to, you know, the things that we're seeing that's coming out in 2024 and even 2025. Right. So, so I was watching it from the documentary uh, standpoint not so much from a gamer or a fan standpoint. Yes, we had we had gameplay, we had trailers in there, if you would consider that, you know, based on what they were showing for the different games. But I was really just appreciating the hard work that it takes to even get some of the things that we get when it comes to the games. And, you know, although I may never play Avowed, um, that doesn't mean that I can't, you know, appreciate it for for what it is. So So that's the lens that I was, you know, looking at a lot of this, you know, stuff from, you know, with the exception of, you know, probably, you know, another title that we're talking about right now, which is uh, the, the new Hellblade. Oh, I was that. Right. That is in, uh, incredible. But go ahead. I, I can't, I, I, how many years ago was it just before um, uh, Hellblade one came out? But like, I, I just sent you that video randomly that was on Facebook. And like, I asked you, like, have you heard of this game? Because it wasn't being shown anywhere. Right. And like, I just, from that moment on, I followed it, paid attention to it, see where it was going out. Because again, like, you know, Ninja Theory was a very small studio and I'm sure their budget was incredibly small. So yeah, they probably could only afford, you know, to advertise it or push it out on Facebook. Um, But to see where it has blown up to and how people have started gravitating to it and loving it and created this huge fan base to be able to like, now they're, they're essentially kind of like this, that middle between an indie studio and a triple A studio because of this game that they're developing that people just fell in love with and they have such a bigger budget so they can just do so much more and probably more that they wanted to do in the first one. Now they can do it in the second one. And I, I loved it. So of, of all the presentations in there, definitely Hellblade 2 was my favorite to everything that they're going into. Even, you know, they have the, um, the professor to make sure that that was really cool. psychosis that she is experiencing is 
accurate. They're having people who actually have to live with this and have ex- personal experience with it, making sure that they're staying true to it. They're not just making it up along the way to how they have the audio recording. So you had, um, I believe it's the Furies that the, the women that are just walking around like this. That you know, that was cool. It, I only associate that with ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> as they're walking around to get that different dimension of audio as you know you're experiencing Senua's like travel through this game um, and her hearing these voices uh, to even like the gameplay mechanics and battle system that they have in there the music and how this team is so in love with this game and what they are creating and what they are bringing for the gamer experience like I that section of the dev direct was definitely my favorite and it, yeah i am biased because i really love this game but i can't wait to play it um which is going to be very 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 soon may um so i was really stoked about that that was the only one that had like a real true date tied to it which i i love so you have like i believe it's may 21st and um if you really if you have not experienced hellblade yet um i can tell you right now on steam um, as of what is today's day, January 21st, mm-hmm. um, it is on sale for Steam for like $3. No way. Yeah. Yeah, I got to buy that just because so, it's on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it's like, even if linear games aren't really your thing, like it's not like a open world thing where you can go and explore uh, everywhere. But I think even if you're not a fan of linear games, you are going to find this experience to be absolutely fantastic and i even saw a couple youtube comments and game comments where people are not into like linear games like that but didn't feel that way because of the story that they're telling how they are um, presenting it to you it's it's an experience that i i I cannot recommend this to people enough yeah um, i mean i still i still appreciated when they were in the studio and the two ladies were walking around and as they were walking around, they were actually reading the next prompt for what they're going to say. And every time they circled, I, you know, that, you know, seeing seeing those things, you know, is is one of the things that, that I really do appreciate about, you know, the the Dev Direct when I was watching it. And then the other thing, too, is is just the audio of the game. And when they they put you into to the experience and one of the things that they said was that any time that you're going to be playing this game, as you're moving through it, you're barely going to make it out of any of the situations. So it's going to be a struggle for every single situation that you're going to encounter uh, in this this particular title. And I think that's that's refreshing because most games will either give you like a level that you could do very easily or, you know, super, you know, game plus or like super difficult, whatever the, the things are these days. But the fact that there's a struggle, not only with, you know, hearing the different voices, but at the same time, the encounters are going to be very interesting when you make it out of them. I thought that was pretty cool when they were talking about that, too. So, yes, yeah, so it's it's exciting stuff. It's exciting stuff. You know, just uh, seeing a, a few things behind the scenes, you know, when it comes to to the titles. Any other thoughts on, on this one? Because Hellblade looks really good. Hellblade 2 looks really good, I should say. So going back to uh, what you were saying about, you know, every experience that you have going through every boss fight that you're going to encounter um, there, you're going to um, pretty much struggle getting through, but you're going to get through somehow. Um, 
I think that was one of the nice things I thought I found interesting when I first heard about um, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is that they said there was not going to be a HUD, which from a gamer's perspective, almost every game we play has some type of HUD up there, some type of health bar, something up there. So you're paying attention to these things. And so before I even got to play the first one, just like, how do you like, I don't understand. And then it just, it felt so clean and so natural to play that way. So um, the gameplay they showed, it, it looked exactly the same way, no HUD. But to to add on top of them saying like every fight, you're just going to feel like you barely got through. It's because like mentally, you don't know where how much health you have. You don't know how close you are to, you know, to possibly dying. And then your mindset of how you play is very different when you can actually visually see that versus when you cannot. And maybe this is just me, but the way that they are going to make sure that their material is is as true as possible to real life situations and a lot of things I thought about it and maybe this is just me in the age and era that I am in life right now but like I I tie that into like we go through personally a lot of different battles no they're not monsters maybe it's not a type of psychosis or you know uh, a mental health problems and some people it is that maybe diagnosed or undiagnosed that we all struggle through with and it just feels like this uphill battle but we have the tools to be able to get through them it's if we know how to use them and every single time it always feels like you're just barely getting through it but you got through it <laughs> and it was like a very interesting thing to be listening to them talking about that and then I'm just relating it to my life people's lives everything we're struggling through for these last like three or four years it's like we get through we don't have a HUD it's okay we don't have manage somehow right exactly exactly so, no it, it looks really good no go ahead yeah the, it pretty much does and I, I cannot wait to get my hands on it i am so excited um but to add on to it so uh l page two is completely if you don't know already it's digital only there's no physical copies which is something we're definitely seeing a lot more happen of just not having that, which I'm old school. I kind of like the physical copies, but then at the same time, I'm not surprised by that though. I'm not surprised by that. It's a transition, but at the same time for newer games, I don't think I have a problem with that. I think I'm just, you know, being okay with it, but yeah, you know, go and pre-order it. Be ready for it. If you haven't played it yet, it's on Steam. I don't know if it's on sale and on any other platform here, but it is on Steam on sale until January 25th for $3. Yeah, I'm definitely going to pick it up right after uh, this uh, episode. Next thing we have is Visions of Mana. We'll do some reactions on that. Daniela, uh, I believe that's your genre. Okay. Yeah, ish. ish. I, won't, I won't say that I've played every Mana game. That what do you is. think? Depending on how you say it, I've had arguments with people whether they say Mana which I think mostly East Coast people I've noticed will say mana or I say mana. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think that uh, mana is what I usually say. But aren't, aren't they both right? What, what are your thoughts on that? It's like the whole lychee lychee whole debate thing here. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, you know what the person's talking about, whether it be secret of mana, you know, vi- visions of mana, which was kind of seemed like it was purposely left out. I don't, I don't understand why the way that they did the whole dev direct, like, like, oh, we're going to talk about these four. No, let us drag this one in as a surprise, which it is a nice surprise because uh, the mana series is amazing and fun. If you haven't played them all, um, I haven't played every single one. The very first one that got me hooked was a uh, secret of mana. And um, 
you know, just I, I, I don't. I don't have anything bad to say about it. There's, I don't there's think nothing bad. Really does. There's like thirty years of history there because right. probably more. I think right now. Um, I believe the first one came out in 1991. It was like supposed to be an off of Final Fantasy, and then it just kind of went and grew to its own thing. Rightfully so. Uh, this one is beautiful, bright, colorful. Um, the way that uh, they're even describing how they created the characters. Um, I oh my goodness, I am. I think his name is Ishi. I am. I am probably so wrong about that. Um, the character developer that he was he a lot of these characters came you know came to him from when he was thinking about it in elementary school and he's like being able to slowly bring that in and bring it to life and how you know you create this um i i forgot what they called it. it started with a p but the little mount that was like part dog part armadillo and i was like the cutest thing and i would have never if anybody told me i'm like i need you to design me something that looks like a dog that has elements of an armadillo and that you can write it um and make it look cute i wouldn't be able to do that mm. but uh yeah a lot of the characters you should definitely get that amount of vibe to it um the combat system now that you you have this aerial type of thing and targeting system and being able to you know have it ground based or you just like elevate it to being you know these air attacks all of a sudden um i thought it was really cool and i i really liked it it looks uh it looks very pretty yeah it was very pretty and very bright and colorful very different from all the other games that they showcase but it's also their very first version that they're going to be releasing on xbox which, which is, a is pretty big milestone yeah for them. huge 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 everyone's exciting about uh, excited about that especially when a game has been locked in a particular region for such a long time and now it's being localized uh in in other regions and i think that's pretty exciting so so definitely looking forward to to that all right so so we have that a few more things and then, and then we're gonna wrap uh indiana jones and the great circle okay reactions to that daniela what did, what did you think when you saw that dr jones uh it was a it was an interesting experience because yeah i could watch the cutscenes of it um majority of it was first person so i couldn't uh, unless i think they they said that there's a feature in there if there's something that he was like climbing up a pipe then it turns into third person i'm like did you just have a third person the whole time um no it looked fantastic i i love indiana jones like how could you not especially if you grew up with it and just he he made being he made this boring sounding profession sound super exciting with like his exploration that he's going off on 100 um yeah it's just there's it's hard to not fall in love with that and what it means to a lot of kids who grew up in the 80s and people and kids who are just discovering it now um the timeline of it is very interesting that where it falls into but i i really have no complaints about it what i thought was a little bit weird but also really great at the same time so it starts off with showing you know indiana jones you see the back of his head right he's like under the sand they're like you know obviously he did something stupid to get caught and get himself in that situation but you you see harrison ford's face and then you hear the voice mm. and i was all like for a, for a brief moment i was all like that sounds like harrison ford mm. but it's not it's troy baker and i was like oh, I, okay. I think i Okay. I sat there the whole time, just like because a lot of it was in the third person. So I was just listening. 
And it's so interesting because Troy is Troy Troy Baker is an amazing voice actor. He's done a lot of different um, characters that we've grown to love, and he he's great at his job. So what I thought was interesting, weird, and, and cool at the same time is I hear Harrison Ford, but I also hear like the nuances that is Troy Baker that we like know to instantly recognize that is as his voice, except that in that initial moment when he was saying his first line, like I thought it was Harrison Ford. I'm like. Wait, there's no way. I don't think he did the voice over this. I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. And I had to go and double check. And sure enough, it was Troy Baker. It was Troy. I knew okay. it wasn't it. But he, Troy Baker does like an amazing, like bringing Harrison's voice to that screen. But also just like you can hear him. Like you can hear Troy through that too. You hear them both. And I thought I was like, this is, this is definitely a, a unique experience to have. I thought it was, it was cool. Yeah. I think that we've, we've kind of missed. Uh, having you know another exploration game uh even with the recent remaster of tomb raiders right i think that just you know happened very very recently we kind of miss exploration games and what is happening with uncharted if anything are we ever going to see that you know reboot or remaster or whatever they call those things you know in the near future uh we kind of miss that and to see uh, a, a studio taking you know the helm to create or recreate you know, something that we've loved watching on screen. I think that is, you know, brilliant and everything about it looks good. I mean, there's, there's really no complaints uh, in terms of uh, the the little preview that we got for storytelling that's going to take place in Indiana Jones. And I mean, I I really didn't have any complaints watching this, uh, this dev diary slash, you know, whatever they call it these days, showcase, um, you know, documentary. So I really appreciate everything that I saw there. Uh, any other thoughts on Indiana Jones and the Great Circle? I really liked everything I saw there. No, I'm just going to wait to see where the movie cutscenes are in there so that I can just rewatch the movies. And then if that's in between there, then, you know, continue on. Man yeah. lives like a whirlwind of a life. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. Indiana Jones is, has always been fantastic. Uh, and then uh, two more things and then we wrap. OK, so so Halo TV. OK, Halo TV star says Master Chief's romantic relationship. I know we both watched this show. Uh, season two is soon. OK, uh, so the romantic relationship was a huge mistake. OK, I agree with that. I definitely want to hear your thoughts on that. We can talk about this for a few. You know, I was trying to, like, as you're talking about it, I'm trying to remember what my initial thought was of it. Because, okay, so that's a great thing is you're a Halo fan. You play the games, you know the stories. I don't know much about it. So, like, I know roughly uh, so, so very, let's say- very rough version of the Halo Halo universe. <laughs> so the TV series was definitely my first introduction to it, like, right. in, in full and not knowing what is canon, what is not canon. However, I never in in I don't know how many years now um ever heard anybody say that Master Chief ever had a romantic relation. No. Uh, so so the thing with that, the thing with that which is in- interesting um is that when you look at his relationship with Cortana, if you want to call it that, right? That Cortana's plugged in into his neural system and all that stuff, right? Then you have if you want to go back to the kidnapping to switching the kids to like clone kids. And then they ended up dying to getting these kids to be soldiers and the augmentation, right. Et cetera, et cetera, as it relates to to the story and the canon of Halo and the 
the deadening of their feelings and emotions because they're pure machines once they're augmented and they're put into this, you know, metal tank of a suit, you know, for them to do whatever they need to do, right? With, you know, with Dr. Halsey and all that stuff. Nowhere in the story have we ever thought about that, you know, he had a love interest or the other way around, right? But what was always interesting and what was hinted, the gray area of how much Cortana cared about Master Chief, you know, don't make a girl a promise that you can't keep and, you know, how he would do anything and everything to get her back. And, you know, so so those gray areas from the digital aspect to him being a soldier and having Cortana plugged in directly to the system. So it is somewhat implied that she, quote unquote, if possible, feels for him. Right. Don't want him to die. He always makes it out alive and, and things of that nature. But to actually get the TV adaptation of what we saw, it was acceptable because it's TV. They're going to they're going to, you know, do some things that aren't necessarily directly connected to the books, I think, which is why it's kind of accepted. But at, by way of the canon, you know, yes, you can argue that. But how much more interesting would Halo be on screen if you didn't introduce that, right? So I'm not necessarily against it, but how much more interesting would it be if that didn't happen? So it's like, okay, do you stick to all the canon stuff only, you know, and that's, that could be debatable, but go ahead. What what are you thinking about right now? So based off of what we know of the story, what we saw in season one, I, I don't think it was necessary. I don't, I really wish I remembered what I said, but right now we're going off of my feelings right now. Yeah, let's just talk about it right now. I don't think a lot of shows need to have that love interest. I I don't think that Halo would be one of those things. I understand if it was a rom-com or something like that. I don't know, a comedy show um, that kind of makes sense that fits into there. But for the universe that they're building, I don't... Maybe it just didn't have to have that physical element to it. I, I feel like if they slowly, like incredibly slowly introduced it of him having these feelings because he again he removed that inhibitor that um that little pill that he had injected into him that it started showing like you know his feelings coming out but not necessarily in a very sexual way that was necessary like i don't think that scene was necessary i can i can see them uh i i can agree with and be like on the same page with them if it was more of here is master chief showing feelings vulnerability to maki for whatever reason to you know develop more into what the story is going to be like in in season two here we don't know what that's going to be or fully entails or how that plays out but to go from this man who has no feelings does no carries has no physical attractions to it towards anything to that to what i felt was really quick I don't know. I don't think it was it was necessary. Um, would it make sense later on? Maybe season four, <laughs> if there's going to be a season four. But for it to be in the first season, I don't I don't think it was necessary. I don't think it really necessary like added on directly to what they were trying to portray. I think there should be because, as far as I know, yeah, it makes sense why he would have a close relationship in in game um, with Cortana. Right. This is this is something that is implanted into him, which over time I can understand him or not maybe not him, but I can understand 
that if you have something implanted into you and that you just accept it as a part of you to have some type of emotional, mental connection to it, being Cortana, to be tied to that because it is a part of you. And this AI is a part, you know, you are like a part of her. To build off of that type of brain chemistry, I guess you could say. Um, Again, I don't know Halo canon, so please don't come and attack me. I'm just filling in the blanks on my own, like what I'm assuming here. Yeah, it uh, was it was interesting to see where, that. Yeah, so that that makes sense to me for but the way that they're sh- having Cortana especially towards the end of the season, it feels like he just wants to rip out that part of his brain and get rid of her. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch. I think the other thing to consider also, which is how I usually think about these things when they come out by way of news, when Battlefield was at the heart of marketing and promotion for Battlefield 1 or even Battlefield 2042, uh, nobody was saying anything was a mistake with Battlefield 2042 or Battlefield 1, right? Um, before uh, you started seeing, you know, different, you know, directors take a, a, a stab at trying to make Battlefield what it used to be, right? So for me, the timing of saying that this was a huge mistake is it's almost like, you know, something that Halo needed for Halo to kind of be at the forefront of the individuals who would be watching the show again. Cause I kind of forgot about it. Like we really didn't talk about after season one, we didn't really talk about it at all. And this news popped up, you know, out of nowhere. And I think the timing of it is perfect. Cause I don't even remember when it's coming out. Is it February? It might be February. It might be March. I don't, I don't know right now offhand. But if it's February, the timing of this news happening this week, running into February for the show to come out, I think is good marketing, right? And who who's going to say anything about that? You know, good, bad, or indifferent. But I think the timing is a marketing play or, or a buzz for Halo for conversations to even happen for, for like this, right? If this goes on YouTube, which it may, right? This is a, a perfect opportunity for individuals to say, oh, I didn't even realize that Halo was having a season two come out. And it's literally probably right around the corner. Right. So, yeah, I it think is. it's um, premieres February 8th. So that's literally a couple of weeks away. That's not a coincidence to me. So you go on a magazine or whatever that was, you know, talked about. You mentioned that it was a huge mistake um, and it is a marketing play in my opinion because the show's coming out like it's right around the corner like you didn't say anything about this right after the season was over right you said it a few weeks before the new season comes out so it's a buzz play for promoting the show and whoever's talking about it now I'm going to talk about it so these are my thoughts on it any any thoughts uh, any additional thoughts on that I think I can still say that both are true. I think it was a mistake, but to bring it up now is definitely just to get people like, I got to go watch this again. Make sure I feel the same way about it. Um, So in that aspect of bringing it up again, yes, that is definitely a marketing play. Yeah. Do I agree that it still needed to be in there? No, Right. no. Right. So, so it is what it is. So, so that's halo. That's what's happening with halo. That's literally right around the corner. As you just mentioned, so look forward to that. So last but not least, uh, and then we'll we'll start closing out. I decided, Daniela, to create, and there's a, a small announcement, uh, a new YouTube channel. And I think 
And this, the reason I decided to create a new YouTube channel, because I have this idea in my mind that YouTube is very specific about how it promotes things to people. And we've kind of known this for a long time. So if one channel is all about coffee cups, all the people who love coffee cups are going to end up on that channel because YouTube knows the ideal viewer for that channel, which is coffee cups. I'm not doing a coffee cup channel, but what I am doing is a gaming channel that's only going to be focusing on live streaming games. Not going to be any news on it. Not going to be any other content on it, but live streaming games, maybe shorts, maybe, but it's all going to be about live gaming. And uh, so the channel is Andrew Streams GG. So if you do youtube.com slash Andrew Streams GG, uh, you'll find that channel and uh, looking forward to building that this year and beyond and introduce, you know, different things about my journey with gaming and have some conversations there. So that's the big news I wanted to announce. Uh, first stream for that is going to be Monday, uh, the 22nd at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So check your local times. Looking forward to playing some games on that channel. Any final thoughts? Any closeout stuff, Daniela? How you feeling? You got to do the shorts. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. You got to build up. You got to build up the, you know, those skills continue to to work on them, build them right off of your your live streams there. There's got to be some epic moments that happen. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm like, you know, this is like a brand new, a clean slate, you know, all new thumbnails, you know, going to be testing all the different things again and, you know, different titles and description and all that stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous, too, but but definitely wanted to to share that. Um, but yeah, um, any other You're thoughts? Gonna be great. You're going to be great. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Any, anything that you're, you're considering this year before we close out? I don't know. I don't know what I'm <laughs> considering anymore. I have no idea. I am just trying my best out here. Like I have milestones. I didn't make resolutions for this year. I didn't make goals. I made uh, milestones so right now. Milestone number one is regularly working out which amazingly i think i've been working out five six days a week i don't know how i'm managing that one but i am as far as content creation goes i don't know what i want to do anymore i don't know what platform feels good or feels right anymore they all feel foreign to me and that is a scary feeling so i'm like hmm well you can start a youtube channel with me this year yeah so i was gonna i was, I was looking at it i was gonna start that and i'm like well do I want to still be Miss CGM? My other channel has Miss CGM. Do I want to just build a whole fresh new one? Because I haven't touched that one in like a couple of years. Or do I keep going and just use the one that I have? I don't know. And then if I make a new one, naming things is the hardest thing ever. Yeah, it is. Especially when I have to go and kind of Google to see it's like, is there somebody else using it? Like, I want to be respectful. I don't want to be that close in naming to somebody else, but... There's a lot that goes into it, but I am I am getting my creativity out um, in some way that I kind of want to implement. It, it has to do with gaming, but not really. Um, so I have gotten into, I don't think I've ever said this out loud anywhere. I've gotten into tufting, which is like creating art rugs. 
and uh, trying to figure out like what I want to create, trying to fill out how long it takes me to, to make something, which very sadly I have Christmas, like I in November, I think it was the beginning of November, I decided like, oh, I'm going to make Christmas presents for my godchildren of these things. I started it closer just before Thanksgiving. I haven't finished them yet. Their Christmas presents are late and it's almost the end of January. And I'm like, well, I severely thought like underestimated what I needed or overestimated. I'm not too sure which one it is, but I thought like, oh, I made a couple. I can do this. I'll be great. Oh my goodness. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, I love the process. I really do love the process and I love what I am creating. And a lot of it is very nerd or gaming centered. Um, but I do want to create content around that. So here's, streams, here's what we can Instagram, do. All that and other stuff. Here's what we can do. Um, I say since I'm since we're both we'll, we'll both be start, starting from scratch. If I could speak English here, okay, we'll both be starting from scratch. Start the channel. Start the channel with me. Which channel? Is it a gaming or is it? Just, I don't know. It could be. It could be I, I gaming. Am. I just gotta think about what I want to name it. I don't know if I want to brand. Okay. Name. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that, and then we'll, we'll share. We'll share updates. So, so Daniela, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on all the social medias because that one I do have the name for, which is at Miss DJM. And Andrew, where can they find you? You can find me at Uriah U R I Y Y A. And until next time, take care, guys. Bye, guys.